This is Cole Zerman, and I'm a sales agronomist for CHS Ag Services in Warren, Minnesota. We're pleased to bring you this update from the Red River Farm Network. CHS Ag Services, providing solutions for your success. Farm News on the Red River Farm Network. I'm Don Wick with Randy Coonan in studio. We'll have updates from Whitney Pittman and Sierra Doctor. There is an area of snow this morning across much of eastern South Dakota, southeastern North Dakota, and west-central Minnesota. Uh, we see a rain-snow mixture in central Minnesota and rain in southern Minnesota into Iowa and Wisconsin as well. The National Weather Service is the largest accumulation in our region. Likely we will be in the southern Red River Valley. Freezing rain is also a possibility across the region. Temps are generally in the 20s at this hour. Highs are expected today in the upper 20s to low 30s. Markets are closed today in observance of the Martin Luther King Jr. Day. The grain markets ended the week on a positive note for corn and soybeans. March soybeans posted its highest close since June. The outside markets were stronger too with crude oil up over $6 a barrel on the week. U.S. Commodities President Don Rose says traders will be trading South American weather when they resume activity this evening. Um, going forward, we're going to need to rely on Brazil having a big bean crop, big corn crop to kind of anchor this thing. And uh, we'll see what Argentine's crop is as we're moving, we think, inch by inch, maybe into uh, a La Nina's dying. Do we get into an El Nino at some place that helps Argentina? Rose says U.S. weather is also impacting the livestock trade. The cattle market, I think it's that uh, we're still working off of the uh, weather market, um, you know, where we push the beef up, we push the uh, cattle market up. Now we're uh, beef's coming down. Uh, looks like cash cattle trade steady. Uh, Packers still making uh, about $90 a head. Um, I think it's all about a cyclical bull market. Um, you know, you can't go up every day. So you beef goes up, sets back, going to find support. Um, and same thing in the hog market, switching over there, trying to find a place where the uh, hogs seasonally bottom on the cash. That's work in progress. Well, cargo ship traveling from Ukraine to Turkey has run aground shutting down traffic on a key shipping channel at Istanbul. There's no damage being reported. Transportation has been an ongoing difficulty for grain elevators. North Dakota Grain Dealers Association Executive Vice President Stu Letcher says there have been delays in grain movement. We've been able to get through it. It's been adequate, but December was, was tough on the, on the rail industry with below zero temperatures and the snow and storms we had. Service has slowed down. Um, we're starting to see a little recovery of that, but uh, hopefully that'll pick up. We still have some crop to move. That will be the, the tell the story, I guess, what we can do from here until spring with uh, moving product to market. The North Dakota Grain Dealers Association is meeting in Fargo for its annual meeting. Letcher says the industry has seen consolidation and facility closures in the past five years. Membership is smaller but bigger if that makes sense a smaller number but probably larger firms you know with the labor market one of the other trends we're seeing is the more labor intensive facilities are probably being phased out DTN meteorologist John Berenick and NDSU crops economist Frayne Olson are on the program today China has approved imports of eight biotech crops the list includes two glyphosate-resistant types of alfalfa, which was submitted for approval more than 10 years ago. 
Both alfalfa traits are owned by Forage Genetics International, which is a subsidiary of Lando Lakes. China also approved a glyphosate-resistant canola from Corteva. The other approvals were for sugarcane, cotton, and domestically developed corn and soybean biotech products. China allows these imports for feed usage, but has not approved any major food crops for cultivation. The National Bison Association is lobbying Japan for access to its market. Executive Director Jim Matheson says bison is a niche market, but there is significant demand in China. There's virtually no competition for bison from these other countries. You know, bison is uniquely American. Literally all the product you'll see in the marketplace uh, was born and raised in North America. A bill is being drafted in the South Dakota legislature that will provide liability protection for farms and ranches from nuisance lawsuits. Among other things, this proposal would set limits on comp uh, compensatory and punitive damages. South Dakota Governor Kristi Noem says it increases costs when agricultural operations are attacked by frivolous claims. Go to Red River Farm Network's website, rfn.com. Sign up for the weekly FarmNet News e-newsletter. You can also download this broadcast. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter as well, all at rrfn.com. You're listening to the Red River Farm Network. Farm News on the Red River Farm Network. In Bismarck today, the North Dakota House Appropriations Committee will be considering spending for NDSU Extension, the Agronomy Research Farm, and Northern Crops Institute. Herd reduction in the U.S. still ongoing. Red River Farm Network farm broadcaster Sierra Doctor has more. With feed resources replenished after the 2021 drought, livestock producers are looking to increase herd sizes. Bagley Livestock Auction Manager Billy Bouchelle says there's interest in replacement heifers, but not enough to drive prices up. We have seen instances of 5 to 10 cents over feeder market for a few select bunches of reputation ones, uh, not across the board by any means. But yes, definitely a lot of interest in that. But curiously, at the same time, we are still selling a lot of bred cows. I've got a, I've got a bred stock cow and heifer sale, and I'll have six to 800 uh, really fancy first calf heifers and young bred cows off of total dispersals. So it's kind of a paradox. You know, you got uh, one neighbor who's buying replacement heifers to rebuild the uh, open heifers, and the next neighbor is selling his whole herd. Bouchelle says in his area, the commodity prices are high enough that crops are overtaking cattle. A lot of the incentive behind the, you know, behind the liquidations of the herds, of course, there's always some that are health-related, age-related. But then we've also been seeing maybe in some of our regions to the north and stuff that have more tillable ground or marginal, what they consider to be marginal farm ground, which now is viable farm ground with the commodity prices and interesting advancements in, in the different crops and stuff, good viable crop ground. So we've been losing some acres still. Even though the cattle are, are quite a bit better and profitable, we're still losing some acres to farming. Reporting agriculture's business, I'm Sierra Doctor on the Red River Farm Network. Applications to promote small to medium-sized ag products abroad is open through the Foreign Agricultural Services at USDA. Red River Farm Network farm broadcaster Whitney Pittman has that story. The opportunity to apply for a trade mission to the Netherlands is open for small and mid-sized ag exporters. USDA Senior Director for Trade Missions Ryan Brewster gives details on the application process. 
the application process um, is a pretty simple application process. And they can log on to the Foreign Agricultural website, fas.usda.gov, and there's a trade mission page there. There's a quick couple page application, talk about the products that you have and the things that you're looking to do. And we're asking people to submit those applications by Thursday, January 26th. Brewster says a wide range of products are encouraged to apply for this trade mission. So the trade mission to the Netherlands is taking place April 17th through the 20th. We're going to be there in Amsterdam for that time. And we're really inviting all small and medium U.S. agribusiness exporters to apply if they think they have a product that would be viable. There's several products that we're actually looking to try to promote. We have everything from forestry products, beef products, dairy products, fish and seafood, tree nuts, other kind of processed products like confectionaries, condiments, sauces, and then even things like distilled spirits, wine, and craft beers all have a real market there in the Netherlands and Northern Europe. Reporting agriculture's business on the Red River Farm Network, I'm Whitney Pittman. Potato growers can take a big hit if something goes wrong in the storage barns. UPL's Deco Potato and Onion lead Sean Kennedy oversees post-harvest storage products for UPL. When uh, the crop, especially potatoes, are harvested, that's when Deco takes over. Um, my, well, our job is to make sure that in storage, potatoes are protected from disease uh, with certain chemicals, but also more, more importantly, color, uh, skin strength, turgidity, so that French fry manufacturers um, uh, who sell to McDonald's, uh, Wendy's, you name it, they want a specific color. You, if you look at a McDonald's French fry, it's exactly the same color, whether it's sold in Miami or whether it's sold in Boise, Idaho. So um, we're, we're helping growers and processors deliver that fresh product to the market. Deco's newly purchased company, Telesense, has adapted high-tech grain storage probes to monitor those potatoes in storage. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen will meet with her Chinese counterpart this week in Switzerland. The relationship between the two superpowers has been strained in the past year or so. Trade and market access will be on the agenda. You're listening to the Red River Farm Network. Good morning. Welcome to Inside Agriculture on the Red River Farm Network. Klaus America, head of sales and marketing, Daryl Tice, says inflation is still causing equipment prices to rise, but it's been a slow increase. Yeah, a lot of people are asking about inflation, price increases. What we're seeing in our business is two key drivers of uh, inflation right now. Energy is still really high and quite volatile and that is still impacting price increases. Um, it's not nearly as significant as it's been the last 12 months. Uh, so we thought about the last 12 months maybe seeing 20% price increases or higher on machinery. Uh, the next 12 months we're probably in the low to mid single digit price increases. So it does seem to be peaking uh, and we're even seeing some components in our machinery starting to drop. So it's, it's definitely leveled off, um, but we're definitely not through it yet. There's still a little bit more to go. And shipping times for equipment has improved People ask, has the supply chain situation gotten better? The answer is yes, it has gotten better, but it's not perfect. Two key things. One is shipping. So pre-pandemic, it took us about four weeks to get a container from Europe to the U.S. About eight months ago, it took us 12 weeks. And then now we're back down to eight weeks. So things are improving. We still see challenges in procuring some products or components for products. Uh, for example, tracks, uh, the rubber tracks we're having some limitations on and then some some components for transmissions as well. Um, but largely it's not as widespread as it was a year ago. Um, we're not having as big of a challenge on getting chips uh, for engines or for other components. So it certainly is improving and getting better. 
Once again, markets are closed today in observance of the Martin Luther King Jr. holiday. The trading will resume for the overnight trade this evening. So again, no grain trade going on today. As we look to the farm calendar, the North Dakota Grain Dealers Association has its 110th annual convention and industry show going on today in Fargo. That continues through tomorrow. They're expecting about 500 people at that meeting, and we'll have coverage. Randy uh, will be on the road for that meeting in just a bit. Also on the calendar, the small grain update meetings now moving to Morris today. That's a noon start at the West Central Research and Outreach Center. And they have a similar session, the Clay County Crops Update in Dilworth. That'll be held tomorrow with a 9 o'clock start time. The Triple Up Commodity Marketing Seminar is put on by Farm Credit Services of Mandan. Their final session is coming up tomorrow. Their featured speaker, Brett Elke from Innovus Agra. Uh, they have a session at midday in Dickinson and then uh, an evening session in Mandan. That'll start at 5.30 tomorrow evening. Again, contact Farm Credit Services of Mandan for more details. The Red River Basin Land and Water International Summit Conference is going on in Winnipeg. That conference starts tomorrow and it will continue through Thursday, uh, bringing together uh, all of the folks, uh, uh, governments, uh, local organizations, uh, talking about uh, integrated watershed management for that particular session in Winnipeg. And also on the uh, calendar nationally, the Midwest Association of Rail Shippers, They've got their winter meeting going on. Certainly they've had their share of issues. Their session starts tomorrow. It will continue through Thursday as well. Have yourself a great day. You're listening to the Red River Farm Network. <laughs>